Hello, and welcome to Cinema Double Takes, a podcast where two movies are paired together in unexpected ways to make some head-turning double features. I'm Ryan. I'm Hunter. And hope you're ready to go on a very unpleasant walk through the woods with us yeah. <laughs> in this episode. Very woodsy. I was happy with the, the, the theme played out nicely. These are both very woodsy films. Very uh, with, so. Uh, Hunter, Hunter, and In the Earth. They uh, are both films that happen to pretty much exclusively take place in woodland areas so that's uh the biggest connection they're also i would argue in the the horror realm of genre. yeah i guess so, you could say so yeah 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 so they worked nicely together i feel like i was telling my wife my mind gets kind of skewed with uh, like double features now with how we do this podcast because movies that might not even be remotely related feel like good double yeah. features to me now you can find like little things that will kind of where i'm like oh yeah these work really well together <laughs> even though like most people probably be like what the hell are you talking about but yeah we uh we're talking about in the earth and hunter hunter i want to kick this off with uh with hunter hunter directed by sean linden released in 2020 this film is about a family that actively lives a very remote very electronic free life they live off the land in a cabin in the middle of you come to find out is like basically like a, a nature park yeah um and their food supply is looking low uh winter is coming the crops are not looking too hot and their meat supply is dwindling because of a wolf however things take a turn when the husband who goes out hunting for the wolf discovers a bunch of bodies yep and sets out to maybe track down who's responsible all the while you're getting the story of his wife and daughter who are at home who end up taking care of a man who mysteriously shows up injured outside their property that's the the plot i think from my synopsis and that's like a general synopsis that i think would even be given on like imdb yeah I think if you that's can't, the entire movie. If you can't figure out what this movie is, like like that, that's it. Like, yeah, like that's that is it. the movie. Um, and by far, that's the movie's biggest flaw is that you know what it is from beginning to end. There are no surprises in this one except for the last, the last like three minutes. Yeah, the last three minutes are a face ripping good time. See, um, the movie feels like it was like they came up with that great scene mm -hmm. and then they worked backwards from it. And, yes. And a lot of it is really sl slow and I'm like fine with like a slow burn of a movie, mm -hmm. but it takes you like way out of it when like you already know everything that's going to happen and mm -hmm. the slow burn is not interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, so I think I liked this movie a little more than you did based on kind of what you're saying. Yeah. However... I didn't like love it. Like, like, like yeah. I'm very like. For one, I think we've kind of talked about this, but to get more into it, I'm a fan of genre films. Yeah, I'm a fan of horror. This is falls into that weird camp of like, like weirdly cozy for me. Yeah, where, where like I know exactly what I'm getting. It's decently made. Like it's dark and it has a pretty bleak ending, but. I, I I don't know. There's like something about like just this feels like a movie that you would stumble across on streaming, and at least for me, I wouldn't regret watching it. And I, I didn't regret watching it. Like for me, I, I watched it and I'm like, I I didn't have a bad time. Like like I knew exactly what was going to happen from beat for beat, 
but I also thought that it had a solid atmosphere. I get what you're saying about the slow burn wears itself a little thin, but at least it's half the length of Drive My Car. The problem with this movie for me is that the more interesting concepts that pop up in this film mm -hmm. never get touched on. So, like, you know, it takes about... It takes, like, 23 minutes in until you finally get mm -hmm. the interesting element, which is, like, yeah. the bodies. Which, you know, if this movie would have been just about him trying to hunt a wolf, mm -hmm. I would have been less into this movie out the gate. Oh, yeah. it, feels, it feels like a Hallmark film up until that point. Like, it... Okay. Interesting. Like, I wouldn't say Hallmark, but, but I... <laughs> I uh... I don't know. It doesn't have that same look. It didn't come across as that. I know. That's what it felt like to me. At Interesting. Least, right? I will say that the script in the beginning is rocky with the way it delivers its exposition. That was a note that I made where I think the exposition, there was kind of a dump at the beginning of this is the lifestyle we wanted and this is not her lifestyle. And, and, and It's just the way that they're, it's just the way that the, like the, the husband and wife are like talking to one another that yeah. just like, completely took me out of this story for that moment in time yeah it, it felt very expository and, and in a way that kind of felt like it was there for the audience less than like actually a conversation that the husband and wife would be having was kind of the feeling i had it with just, that early it part. didn't land because like the entire element of them like arguing with one another is to like get themselves out of this life that they're currently living in mm -hmm. and that's not really like touched on in this movie at all that's not really like a significant portion of this at all like it's mm -hmm. it's more so just like a mom and daughter trying to survive yeah yeah i yeah i, I think really just i i get that it's trying to establish these characters yeah it's all very familiar i think that's really like where it's that's the problem is that there are no shocks except for that last final scene which like you said i agree i think that this was sort of a movie that was built around that crazy sequence yeah. um but it it didn't offend me in any way i i didn't hate the atmosphere seeing nick stall again was kind of cool he uh he was the guy who played lou the man that showed up injured at the house um, okay he shows up he showed up in a lot of like late 90s early 2000s like dramas and a lot of them tended to get really dark, so he looks yeah, like he's continuing really, that trend. But I didn't really recognize him. So yeah, he's he's in a movie called In the Bedroom, and In the Bedroom's fantastic. But that's a, seen it. it's a good depressing watch. Uh, <laughs> I, I love a good depressing movie, but In the Bedroom is is a good one, and uh, and he's he's solid in that. But yeah, yeah, I just I don't know. There was a quality to this movie that felt like I was getting exactly what I expected, and I didn't didn't have See, a bad time with it and i don't think that i was offended by this movie like mm -hmm. i'm obviously sounding like it's like the worst thing i've ever seen mm -hmm. but it, it's like it's just so mediocre to me that it i like i thought it was going to be something else right like the yeah. the most interesting element is him following these x's marks on the trees mm -hmm. to this like corpse field of like you know like six to seven people that are laying you know, dead. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is now going to be an interesting like, movie. It's going to turn into like a cat and yeah. mouse kind of game. And, and so he goes back home to his wife, mm -hmm. proceeds to not tell her that anything's going on, mm -hmm. and then goes back out and says, you know, 
if you don't hear from me by the end of the night, like I'll I'll contact you tomorrow, right? Yeah. And then that's the last time that you see him in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you immediately know he's dead. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, it, I agree yeah. with you that like the the problem I have is just that the plot is exactly what you're expecting. I, I I think that the performances are fine. Yeah, they're not bad. I don't have a problem with the performances at all. Also, I think funny thing too is that character wise, the cops were like the most interesting characters in the movie. Yeah. I liked the cops. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah, like like I don't know. I thought their their banter was good. I thought they were a nice like kind of change of pace i think the movie the one surprise i had was like oh like they were actually competent enough to get on the serial killer's trail because i feel like so many of these movies don't lately you know the cops are just complete idiots yeah and it seemed like oh no he actually was like wait i should look into this yeah actually investigates (laughs) um so like i appreciated that piece um (laughs) to immediately have him falling into a bunch of bear traps yeah um which it was it was kind of it was kind of comical, but like I understood where it's like oh yeah because like I'm assuming I'm certain it was the dad who laid out all those traps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like because yeah, I, I didn't have any problem with the performances. I I think it's just that plot wise, it it doesn't have a- any surprises. But it also kind of has a quality to it, and this is where me being just a genre fan, it it has kind of a just a, a a story that you would tell the like just a good little scary story like but it's stretched out really long like like it's not a long movie but like yeah it's only an hour and 30 and that's not terrible but i feel like for what it was yeah, it like, feels longer the, like if you break down what the actual narrative of of this movie is it's a campfire story yeah but it plays out like a drama that becomes just like an exploitation well so that's why that's why i compare it to a hallmark movie it's not necessarily that it's like a one-to-one but it's like the dramatization of some of the themes that are happening in the movie connect to me in the same way that i would feel while watching one of those like the way that the mother and the daughter are basically talking to each other throughout the film yeah just at times would kind of just take me out of it interesting um there's like one scene in particular where they're like you know She's hacking away at Bambi because she wants to. Oh yeah, you know she's got to cook eat. all this meat, right? They yeah. got to they got to eat, yeah. um, which is obviously to make way for the scene later in the film. Mm-hmm. But during that scene, I was like, "What the hell am I watching right now?" Like, it, oh like, really? Like it just every part of like their dynamic with one another mm-hmm. just slowly started making me more and more like this isn't what I was wanting, and that's like okay. me as the viewer. I wanted a different movie out of this. Okay. Yeah. Than what they were delivering on. Yeah. Because they had teased it. They had teased something more interesting and then gave me the B plot. I think that's fair. I mean, like, yeah, I think the the lack of surprise and how it kind of just goes along. Well, because I think it wanted you to be so shocked yeah. at the reveal that Lou was the serial killer. It's like, well, who the hell else? Who's going to be in the middle of the fucking woods? Yeah, yeah. So like I with an injury. That, yeah, 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 that like a like cat and mouse game with the father in the woods would have been a more interesting kind of thing to follow. Um I, I will say that like I didn't hate the setup with him because it sounds like you weren't a fan of kind of the setup of how he sets out there because I kind of liked that he was kind of just going vigilante and was like, I'm, I don't want to tell them about what I saw in the woods. He's clearly traumatized by it, but he's like, just, you know what? 
I'm going to go get me a wolf. You know, and see, quotation marks. I, I'm, I fine with, that. I'm actually fine with that. But that that's my thing is if you are going to do that, give me that. Because now I'm... Mm. Because now I'm like, okay, this movie is about him saying he's going to hunt a fox, yeah. but he's actually hunting a serial killer, which, like, that sounds fucking sick. Like, yeah. I would love to see a movie like that. But instead, we never see from him again, and then the next time you see him, he's just dead. Yeah. Which you assume. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's... If the movie could, like, hide the mystery of it a little better... Yeah, it, it just... It didn't provide enough red herrings or something for you to at least kind of question... Well, by taking away the father completely, yeah, you never have any sort of like you never have any idea that he's alive because mm-hmm. once once they get rid of him, it's like, well, the movie would be showing me what's happening to him mm-hmm. if I'm going if he's going to be integral to the story later. Like it's like, yeah, once you get rid of somebody completely, well, they vanished or they're dead. Like that's mm-hmm. yeah. those are the only yeah. two things you can you can jump on. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's. It's immediately apparent. I, I, I want to talk about. I, I, I was, like, slightly confused at first. Eventually, like, the movie kind of made it clear. But like, I had immediately had this thing of like, when I saw them sitting in their cabin with their lanterns, and I'm like, wait, I saw a truck, right? And yeah, had, that's what I was thinking too. I had too. a moment of like, like, wait, is this in the past? It, like, I had like that slight second of like, wait, like, is this a period piece? I also didn't. I didn't look. At what the movie was, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that you would explain at least somewhat what the podcast was or mm-hmm. what the the movie was, but I it was completely gone from my brain. Yeah. So I just clicked play, um, and with, like the first note that I wrote down was like, never thought I would watch a movie about a fur trapper in my entire life, like a a person <laughs> going out hunting for pelts. Oh really? I never thought that this would be like something that I would just like click on, <laughs> sit down and watch. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like this movie feels reminiscent of like. There are those sort of backwoodsy kind of movies. Yeah. I think, like, stylistically, I feel like the vibe it's going for, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, Winter's Bone. But but no. that one was, like, it was certainly kind of an awardsy film, but it was, it's like, early Jennifer Lawrence pre-Hunger Games where, you know, girl and her brother, and they're just growing up in backwoods nowhere. And in the backwoods nowhere just a bunch of meth heads and you're just kind of watching them survive like it's been a very long time since i've seen winter's bone but it still kind of fits with that like almost down to earth grounded backwoodsy drama narrative that it's kind of going for um but then kind of introduces a serial killer angle and i do think that him hunting a serial killer would have been a, a cooler piece for sure at least it would have been one that was it's more expected or more unexpected i should say than what we end up getting I mean, even with like, even with what they provided, I think that the movie could have been better. Like, mm-hmm. like the storylines that I'm getting could have been better. And that's yeah. my that's my main thing is like, either way that you're gonna veer off on like yeah. the the two paths that you go down, they didn't do what I was like, mm. not necessarily anticipating, but they didn't succeed on what they were going for in my eyes. Okay. Like, yeah. if you are going to father the mother and daughter and get rid of the father's mm-hmm. side plot, at least give me a little bit of something in there to make me think that he's still going. Give me something to yeah. make me think that, like, there's something interesting happening. Like, you don't have to show me the killer, because that's, like, the, that's like the oh, shit moment, right? I would have loved, like, 
they could have done some stuff with the radios because they communicated yeah. the radio. If you could have had like little radio clicks that could have come in yeah. and out. Like her discovery of his body was cool. I thought like, you know, when yeah. she heard the chirp of his radio come in as she's calling for him. I thought that was a, a nicely presented sequence. Um, but yeah, they could have played a little around a little bit more around the kind of the vagueness of if he's alive or not. Yeah. Uh, like what he's up to. I would have loved it to be flipped on it where now like the killer is toying with her. Mm-hmm. Like not even like it doesn't even have to go full bore into that, but like you know he's obviously the one that succeeded in his in his quest of killing Agat. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And uh, I'm it's still kind of fascinating because I I don't think the movie's a period piece. I only say that because like, and I say it as a question because like I know that the killer has a Walkman. Yeah. And, and so like, is this? The 80s, I don't recall. I think there may have been a smartphone. Because I, like, 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 I know that you see the, the yuppies. The yuppies, yeah. And I think they, that they had a newer vehicle. I think vehicle they had and... a newer vehicle and a newer thing. But yeah, it's just kind of interesting, like, the kind of way it plays with, like, older technology. Yeah. Their vehicle's older, of course. So it's sort of like, I, I think it's present day, but it has, like, the Walkman and it has the lantern. So it kind of, like, has that kind of vagueness of time frame that I thought was kind of interesting yeah um, it, it was it was an interesting decision I, I what I'm excited about when we get to it we, we haven't talked about the ending yet so we need to get to that before we yeah. get to ratings but like I have an assumption that I think our ratings are going to be closer than you'd expect okay um, despite the conversation we're having but <laughs> um I th- think you're usually I mean I I think that we flip it differently sometimes but like I think you can list off a lot of good before you get to the bad Mm-hmm. I think I'm like, if I don't like something, that's all that like I'm it. pointing to. Yeah, like <laughs> all the things you don't like. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I will say to to get into the ending. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I because I, I had heard that the ending was nuts. You going did to tell me that. Yeah, like, I remember I heard that. that like, people were like, even if you don't care for the movie. You just gotta stick it out just to see this ending. And I actually remember I could feel that the movie was coming to a close, and I checked, and there was like ten minutes left. And I'm like, it was like the killer reveal. Like, what's so surprising yeah. about this ending? And it was like the last three minutes. Yeah. Where it, the the killer gets the upper hand, knocks out the mom, and I really like that the movie didn't take it a step too far and didn't show the daughter's dead body yeah I like, like that I, I think that it was plenty impactful to see the mother's reaction, reaction. like her face and, and again her performance i thought was solid like yeah. i thought like she did a good job with that um and and just seeing that you could see the anguish in her face um and then like you know you know you're gonna get kind of this maybe revenge moment but i, I like just the visceralness of she skins him alive. It's she, pretty sick, honestly. It's gnarly. <laughs> it's like it's like not even just the fact that she's skinning him alive. It's like the music accompanied mm-hmm. with it. It's like the way that the editing is done for that. Like yeah. that she's just like slicing the blades together to yeah. sharpen them with one another. Yeah, because she puts on his Walkman yeah. and you're just hearing the song in his Walkman that he was gonna like, rape her to yeah, just and a then, second ago. And then she's like she's like hacking away she's covered in blood and it's like you see his mutilated body with just like well, his eyeballs the, the, the popping out the final touch was 
the face rip. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, you see her carving off, like, you know, flesh off his arms and his chest and everything. But then when she does the little slice alongside yep. his face and just tears Yanks it. Yanks it off. It was like, damn. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good movie. scene. Yeah. That was like, that was like, this is what I fucking wanted from this movie. I was mm. so happy that they delivered on something. Like, like It's a sequence that's so wild that I can understand why it elevated people's feelings on it walking out. Yeah. Be- because it was like, whoa. <laughs> like, like, it, well, it's like, it's like you, you know, especially if you didn't like the, the first like, hour and 28 minutes, mm-hmm. and then you get this fulfilling moment, you at least can walk away with a what the fuck. Like yeah, you can, oh yeah. Now you're leaving the theater. You can go tell your friends like that was a crazy scene, and now you're not like thinking about the negative aspects that you were thinking of before. Like, yeah. Well, and, and I'll say that like, I don't, I wasn't like overly blown away by like the cinematography or anything like that. No. It it's very indie. Like you, you know, you yeah, can tell yeah. it's a small film, so I wasn't like blown away by that. I thought the performances were solid. I think the script was fine. Like it, it had its weak spot, especially I think early on. It got a little better, but but it's still predictable. But I think that it was predictable in a way that I was still able to enjoy sort of this fun, creepy narrative that it was telling. This this creepy narrative that you know where it's going, but it's still like, oh yeah, that's that's unnerving. But but it's it's you get it. Like you've seen this kind of done before, this story told before. Yeah. But then, yeah, like, it just tops itself with a scene that clearly the movie was building itself yeah. up for. Like, it, it built its entire narrative around having this moment. Or, they, like, the writer-director was like, I want this scene where this woman is, like, having this furious, revenge-fueled skinning of a man. And um, it's incredible. It delivers. Oh, it's yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's 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 insane. And then, the, yeah, the close-up shots of his face where it's still got some skin around one eye and then the other one's just this eyeball just moving around. It's like bulging around and he's like, yeah. Yeah. still moving and twitching. Yeah, so gnarly. I like that it didn't, like, pl- you didn't hear his screams or anything like that. You just hear the music, the music blasting in that moment. I also enjoyed, um, there's an additional touch that I like, which is, like, earlier in the film... Um, the mother had gone to the ranger station telling them that something was going wrong mm-hmm. and she brought like a, a ring and said like she thinks mm-hmm. that the wolf is killing people or the wolf is endangering people and yeah. she's like well we can't really do anything because you're in the forest and that's what yeah. wolves do in the forest mm-hmm. and like you see the ranger who said that is standing there outside of the cabin mm-hmm. as she walks out with the fucking with a face the face in her hand <laughs> blood all over her body and like looking at her like Oh, I fucked up. Like, yeah, it, it yeah. does feel good. Like, it feels yeah. good that, that that that's not only just a revenge scene. That's like a fuck you. Yeah, yeah. No, it was an intense sequence. It was well executed. It certainly leaves you with just like, damn. Like, 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 it gives you satisfaction. Like, it's yeah, yeah. It, it 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 at least had that payoff. I think that there would have been my score would have been lower for sure, even by like a point. If it didn't have that, because like, like it, it would have fallen more into that. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it helped having that moment in there, and it really did. It added a nice exclamation point to, to this film that had a otherwise pr- very predictable narrative. The narrative yeah. was very predictable uh, until it just decided to go crazy. Yeah, I thought that. I thought that everything was like, oh, I've read this movie like a book. Like, I, like mm-hmm. everything was a play by play. And then that's when it finally gives you a moment of like, oh, this is 
This is maybe a, a little bit different than I had anticipated. I, I like, didn't see that. Yeah, coming. didn't see I that didn't at see all. That like, I, like obviously earlier in the film, it shows her cutting into Bambi, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know, but well, you don't think of that in the moment. Well, and the movie has like numerous scenes of like lessons on how to skin on an how animal. to skin an animal, and so then ending it where she's skinning an animal. <laughs> yeah, so it does kind of foreshadow that you're getting something. Yeah, it, it, which is an like, additional the touch. Comes comes together nicely despite the fact that the rest of the film is is nothing that exciting in terms of narrative direction but yeah yeah i think that really kind of wraps up my overall things i have to say about this movie do you have any sort of yeah i mean i don't i don't really have much more to say i think the next movie i'm gonna have a lot more to say because it's a uh, much there's a lot to say a lot to say about there's a lot to say about that um this this movie's pretty straightforward um i i think it's not awful Mm -hmm. by any means um at times in the movie i was slightly bored but like it wasn't it wasn't the worst movie i've ever seen it's pretty mediocre and that's why if i'm gonna give it a rating Mm -hmm. i'm just giving it a five i don't think it deserves like a three or anything yeah because that that scene alone really does elevate everything i probably would have given it a four without that yeah yeah so this is where i say that our ratings are going to be a lot closer than it might seem i'm giving it a six okay like like just i i was able to enjoy the the kind of creepiness of the narrative because i enjoy just the that kind of genre film i i enjoy these kinds of movies i enjoy its its atmosphere and everything it gives you nothing that exciting yeah (laughs) in terms of like you know exactly what what it's doing but like if you boil it down to that like what you're really getting is like a more dramatic campfire story i'm down with that felt like a streaming find and you know i i don't need to really watch it again but i I, yeah no i didn't have a bad time i i really didn't so six out of ten and then also probably would have been a five if it weren't for that like kind of peak point at the end yeah like i would be honest with you if you do not plan on watching the movie Mm -hmm. just give the three minute like watch Mm -hmm. to that scene because that scene's good enough on its own like that scene it plays like a gnarly short film yeah it's (laughs) pretty dope yeah yeah it's it's wild but yeah i think we're in in similar in the same boat yeah, yeah like i'm not like in love with this by any means it's like barely scraping by it's it's a light six it was it was a an, an like an all right watch for me but i liked what it yeah. tried to do i just didn't like yeah. the execution on some of the things for sure well i think we'll have a lot more to say about this next one a lot more because there there's there's a lot it's a lot going day. on man so yeah let's 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 get into it in the earth is uh directed by ben wheatley um i'm just gonna read the plot synopsis because it, it's a little weird on this mm-hmm. one um, as the world searches for a cure to a devastating virus, a scientist and a park scout venture deep into the woods. As night falls, their journey becomes a terrifying voyage through the heart of darkness as the forest comes to life around them. Um, I, I think that that's a good way of describing it. Yeah, to, to, to give a description of a movie that is very... It, it, it loses focus. Yeah. Very often. Yeah. Um, before we watch the movie, well, mm-hmm. sorry, I should say after I watched this movie, I was very, you know, I wanted to see where I stood in line with the the people who watched this previously, right? So yeah. I, so I go to Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I see that Rotten Tomatoes has a super high critic score. Yeah. Incredibly low audience score. Very low. Yeah. And it's not very often that I watch a movie mm-hmm. that I almost wholeheartedly agree with an audience score. Okay. But I almost wholeheartedly agree with the audience okay. score. I, I was wondering if we were going to disagree on this. I had a great time. <laughs> oh, my God. I had so much fun. Really? Oh, yeah. This movie was a blast. I honestly, I hated it. I hated it. Like, <laughs> I was wondering like, if you hated this movie. The, yeah. the other movie, here's the thing. It's not very often that we watch two movies mm-hmm. in a podcast that I'm, like, not very fond of. Yeah. This movie was way worse because, in my opinion, it tries to do a lot that I think are interesting. Mm-hmm. But it falls flat doing every single one of them for me. Like, yeah. and then and then there's not only just like the weirdness to the the actual story. Yeah, it's also the filming of the movie. Like, I think that some of the visual edits are cool. I like the visuals of this movie a lot. But there's some aspects of the film where it feels like it's filmed on a completely different camera that I don't understand. Like, the reasoning behind that. Like, mm. there's certain forest scenes that it feels like it's like on the worst camera that they could have chose and then the next scene it's like crystal clear beautiful cinematography and i don't understand like the the vision yeah i thought the movie i really dug the look of the movie because it's it it has this sort of run and gun kind of feel to it even as it gets really trippy i enjoyed sort of that there's just sort of this like cinematic freedom that i feel is involved with this film where it feels like it is just so willing to kind of do whatever the hell it wants and i found it really fun um it was just something that i enjoy and this is where i talked about kind of my love of genre films a little bit with hunter hunter but this one it really comes in with this one because this is one where it's because it's in this kind of boat of being kind of within a out there genre folk horror maybe a tinge of sci-fi in there but it it just gave itself permission to go off the rails and i had a lot of fun with it i I really did i i i enjoyed sort of that like it starts off very blair witchy which i thought was kind of a fun take before it turns into sort of like weird annihilation territory See, I don't the the thing is like the folklore aspect of it never really like caught me. Like like I thought that that was an interesting idea mm-hmm. and like as soon as they they mentioned Parneg Feg or, mm-hmm. or, or yeah, whatever it was Feg. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting. Now I'm wondering where that this is going to go." Yeah. And getting in the forest and within like, you know, just a couple of minutes of them being in the, the forest, they're talking about how like the forest has a brain mm-hmm. for a certain radius. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is, you know, getting more and more interesting. Like, a, mm-hmm. at that point, I was still in. Like, I was like, yeah. I was having a decent amount of time. Okay. It's it's mainly once Zach appears. Okay. And once Wendell appear. Yeah. That I, I start to really fall out of this I, film. I loved Zach. See, I fucking did it. I loved Zach. Zach was so funny. Like, like that, that was the thing where this movie was so much funnier than I was expecting it to be. I laughed pretty consistently. Watching Martin, the main character, yeah. consistently get fucked up had me laughing throughout the whole film. His foot, the horrible stitch job that Zach does. When Zach pops up in the woods, I yeah. audibly laughed. When they're I, like, who's that? And there's this, this guy, this little hermit man. 
It like, like, seems vaguely Taika Waititi-esque. He is like a... Like, I think the guy is a comedic actor, typically. It's like... I, I didn't, like, hate him from the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, the movie's trying to make you not think he's very trustworthy because, mm-hmm. like, moments before, they were, like, fucking beaten in the middle of the night and all of their <laughs> shit was stolen. stolen. Yeah. Um, so, like, you, you're already kind of, like, weary of any person that you're gonna see. And then Zach appears... And he's already... A, he's a fucking weirdo. He brings them into their, like... Mm-hmm. In his, who is, like, tent area and gives them something to drink. And you're like, yeah. don't fucking drink that. What are you doing? Like, you just <laughs> met this guy. Uh, they start to get a little loopy. He takes some fucking crazy photos. Yeah. And at that point, I was still kind of, like, in. As, as far as the Zach thing goes, mm-hmm. it just... It keeps going. Yeah. And it doesn't go in any direction that I'd like. Like, I... Okay. Maybe the scene of him like trying to hack Martin's foot off. That was so I enjoyed. Funny. That I was enjoyed such that a funny scene. scene. Please tell me you thought that was funny. Too. Oh, I did find okay. that funny because I was laughing throughout that whole. scene. Yeah, I found that funny. As he, they're like trying to plead with him, like we should go to the hospital. He keeps missing. Yeah, and he keeps getting mad. Like, oh, look, you made me miss, and then he like chops like half his toe. It, the the movie is weird to me because it's like, I'm not, you know, the story of like a sci-fi or like a folklore thing doesn't have to like hit. Every point accurately, mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to like be one hundred percent to like keep yeah. me in focus, right? Yeah. But it's just like as the movie kept progressing, like the sci-fi or folklore elements kept to get like they would give you like a slight answer, but not really give you an answer, and like so it, it never really seemed like it was moving towards any sort of completion or like yeah finality to me. Yes. Which I enjoyed. <laughs> like, I, and I, I didn't enjoy it. Like, I enjoyed that. The, the other thing, too, that I feel like we need to dive into is sort of the context in which this film was made. Okay. Um, so this film was written in 2020. It was written during the pandemic. Okay. Filmed during the pandemic. It was shot in 15 days. Um, and it's very apparent, even with kind of the narrative starting point, I, I wouldn't say COVID is the pandemic that they're dealing with in the film however this movie definitely feels like it's taking cultural the cultural zeitgeist and fears of the COVID-19 pandemic and turning it into a woodland folk horror yeah and with that you get and that's where the Parnag fig comes in of people who you know the science versus skepticism and religion and art and so you have the, the the zacks who are like no we need to we need to worship we need to make art we need to do things to like please this we need to please nature and make it yeah. stop and you have the scientific component of well no we need to communicate with it and find out a source it, it i i think it works well on that level i enjoy that component but i also like that it doesn't have to be about the pandemic that that I still feel like this is a film where it, it's still dealing with how people on a very big level how just we interpret existence because <laughs> I think that was yeah. the big fag of the question of is this big ass rock even anything <laughs> yeah does this actually matter yeah and, and like it implies certain things but also who the fuck knows and, and yeah I, and I enjoyed that component of the film I, I think that does it get messy? Absolutely. And I think it doesn't give a shit, which is why I enjoyed it. Especially when it starts to go all out on the trippy stuff. I know that there were a lot of people that, that I've seen on audience reactions 
because I enjoyed the visuals. I enjoyed the visuals quite a bit, especially like the big climactic trip sequence goes nuts. Okay, yeah. But I know that people were like, this is just a bunch of strobe lights for the last 20 minutes. I didn't feel that, but I had a lot of fun with the, the, the strobe lights. I enjoyed that it was sort of this like literally trying to be this audiovisual assault and it was presenting in this big way for a movie that was made for nothing. Like, this was a micro-budget. I couldn't track down how big the budget was, but it was tiny. I mean, and that's part of even where, like, the cameras are, you know, inconsistent. This is a tiny little budget that is going for, like, swinging for the fences. I See, and that and that's the thing, is, like, I think that the story is interesting, and mm-hmm. I really do, like... There's a lot of interesting elements to it that I I did enjoy, but like mm-hmm. I think the characters I never felt like very invested in at all. Like Martin yeah. to me as a main character, I was just kind of like so so on. Like he he kept everything too close to himself yeah. to let you like even like him. Like, at a he, certain point, it got funny with that too. Yeah, like I you're understand. in the middle of a crisis. And it's like, uh, it's personal. <laughs> and I understand that, but like the yeah. only character in the movie that I liked was Alma. Like mm-hmm. Alma was like, okay, I don't really love you, but like you're better than everybody else. So I'm <laughs> glad that you've, you've remained for as long as you have. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not even like I'm trying to give a gripe on like every part of the cinematography. Cause like mm-hmm. there's a lot of the elements that I liked. Like I liked the uh, Zach flare scene with like yeah, that the strobing lights. Great, yeah. I, I think that that's a cool scene. I like, some of the visual edits toward the end, like when she's going through the, the fog, I think that that's cool. And even the last 20 minutes where mm-hmm. it does some of those visual effects. Yeah. I don't hate that. Mm-hmm. It's just there is nothing around those, like around that to catch me. Like yeah. no, nothing around it invested me into this film. And even at the last scene, I was like, Fuck. I just... I felt like I wasted the hour and 40 minutes that I watched the movie. Interesting. Yeah. No, I... I will say that, like, I also wasn't, like, close to any of the characters. Martin became a fun one to follow just because I love seeing him get his ass beat. Um, <laughs> it just, it made me laugh every time. His foot getting messed up, his foot continuing to get messed yeah. up. Him having to drink mushroom poison, mushroom milk. It's yeah, mushroom cum or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah or he was That's like, basically what he I He was thought. like, it doesn't look that bad. And she's like, it looks like milk. <laughs> there was like there was like maybe one... So like you, you mentioned funny scenes. Mm-hmm. There was one scene that I genuinely thought was funny. And that was like the, the scene with Zach and Alma at the very... When he gets stabbed Yeah, when he gets eyeball. stabbed in the eyeball. So good. And then he's like looking in the mirror. Take me to the hospital. That's fucking funny. Like yeah, I genuinely thought a, that was funny. It was such a great payoff to the setup that happened yeah. earlier with his amputation. Where it's like, oh, yep, that's bad. We gotta go to the hospital. <laughs> we can't go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was... Yeah, that was funny. I, I did enjoy that element. But like... Yeah, I thought the movie just... I thought all the humor was really well-timed and works for me. Ben Wheatley is a director that, in general, is very polarizing and hit or miss, where he made a movie called Kill List. I think Kill List is awesome. And then he also, like... I'm naming off, like, the other two of his that I've seen. He's made some others that are still on my watch list, but another one he made was High Rise, and there are people that love High Rise, and there are people that don't like it. I don't like High Rise, but, like, I know people that love that movie. Okay. Uh, so it seems like he's kind of all over the place, or if there's one Ben Wheatley film that you don't like, you might like another. He's Yeah, I w- kind I'd of random. say I won't watch another one, but, like, the, seriously, like, the, the elements of comparing this one to Annihilation... 
Mm -hmm. just like fall flat to me because i can see like some sort of the comparison that they're grabbing they're both in the forest they're both like sci-fi element flicks and like it's both like science research this is annihilation with a, a folklore like spin on it and, and, and it's in there they're not the same and annihilation is certainly a better movie but at the same time though like it, it is kind of taking that that tinge of just progressively getting weirder and trippier as it goes along and as it reaches its climax um i i liked the folk horror elements of it too i think parnag fag and I, I i liked the vagueness i know that you said that you weren't a fan yeah. of it but like i i liked the vagueness of the movie sort of kind of tampering with it this is a scientific anomaly and it maybe just be a part of the earth that we need to connect with or is it actually this like spirit of the forest that needs it's, to be worshipped and and like could be malicious if you're not careful. It's not even just the vagueness though that gets me. It's like how up its ass the movie is sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes with Wendell talking about the fucking I can't remember exactly what they call like the the brain, like the mito, yeah. like whatever they fucking they say that word fifteen thousand times mm -hmm. and she's just so up her ass about like how the rock is going to save everything and how they have yeah. to fucking keep fucking focusing on it. And like, I don't know. It just, it felt like the movie took itself too seriously at times for what the fuck it was delivering. I, and I, I got this. That's so, the funny part though, is that I didn't think this movie was taking itself all that seriously. That's why I found it so funny. See, I, I was on the opposite end. That's like, not how I took this at all. I found it consistently funny. I enjoyed the boldness of it. I enjoyed how much the movie was trying to be this big cinematic in-your-face film despite being on such a tiny budget. I liked that sort of cinematic fuck-it vibe. <laughs> I had a good time with it sort of just saying, we're going to do what we want. And uh, it, it proposed some interesting ideas. Do they go anywhere? Not exactly but i thought that was kind of the point because i don't think the movie's trying to have answers there's also another element of this movie that i was like kind of weirded out about mm -hmm. and it's like a it's like a small nitpick but it's like some of the editing with like the dialogue in the movie mm -hmm. felt like obviously you told me it was is filmed in a short amount of time yeah. but like some of the dialogue would like cut out in like a scene where it like felt like that's not where the scene would have ended Interesting. Like, the way that the edit was... Like, yeah. the way that they had finished the movie in edit mm -hmm. seemed weird in certain points of the film. Mm. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. It's very Ben Wheatley. Really? <laughs> yeah, because, like, Kill List... Chops it up in the edit or kill, something? Kill List, it, it, it's, like, choppy on purpose. Like, okay. Because, like, Kill List, too, especially, I'd say even more so than this film, it's got some very handheld shots and almost has a documentary style okay. of filmmaking to it like the look of it and uh, and that carries over into this movie for sure um, but but Kill List because Kill List is also a movie that gets into kind of culty territory gets into like cults and stuff um, it's less abstract than this movie um, but but it has similar filmmaking techniques and this it's like a stylistic choice um, with that kind of weird editing that you know just hard cut and chop to the next thing yeah it, it it's like kind of jarring to me mm -hmm. it like takes me out of it like yeah i enjoy a movie that shakes me around <laughs> yeah i understand that, that as well but like yeah. I, I don't know like there's not a whole lot that this movie did for me that i was like 
actively enjoying. Like, and, okay. And that's the that's the weird thing with like with this. Like, mm-hmm. you obviously enjoyed it a lot, mm-hmm. and I felt so conflicted the entire experience. So here's one thing I'm hoping we can agree on. The score for this movie is awesome. Yeah, I did like the I score. I thought the score yeah, was Yeah, I like the score. So the score was done by Clint Mansell, who famously like just does all of Darren Aronofsky's scores. Oh, okay. So like Requiem for a Dream, yeah. The Fountain, the rest. Like, like just... He's a great composer. He also did uh, San Junipero, Black Mirror episode. Oh, I love that episode. Best Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Best score in I the agree. Black Mirror episode. Yeah, I agree. And I thought the score for this movie, like right away, I'm like, all right, like this has got some good music. Like it, even just like him walking to the site where he's yeah, gonna go yeah, off, yeah. it's like I'm digging the vibe. I I, I just <laughs> I really enjoyed what this movie was. It, it just kind of felt just just bold, big, crazy swings, and I had fun. I had fun, and I felt like the movie was having fun. I felt like it was playing off of kind of contemporary fears and paranoia and and feelings that people were having in the cultural zeitgeist but can still kind of work as like something where if people watch it later i think it's a fun examination of how people felt at the time and also it still works as this weird crazy ride of a folk woodland horror film for me i i I loved the the imagery of zach running through the woods with his axe yeah there's things that i just really dug the flare as you mentioned that also when the the music kicks in when his flare gets going and everything slows down looks gorgeous the the thing that i found interesting is like both of these movies had me immediately going to rotten tomatoes afterwards because i was Mm -hmm. so curious as to like whether or not i was wildly on the on some sort of end, right? I certainly agree with the audience score more on Hunter Hunter. Like Hunter Hunter yeah. had like a sixty four and it had like a ninety four from critics. I, I think like, of course, like you know my rating if you put it in the critic realm because it's a summation yeah. of just yes or no. You know, like it's just a positive or negative. It's like I, I err on the the side of positive, but still I think like sixty four feels more accurate to that movie. The twenty like, like the twenty five percent or something like that that this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes, I think like. I get it. It's not very accessible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I, I went to the Rotten Tomatoes, okay? Mm-hmm. There's some confirmation bias there to, like, mm-hmm. see that I'm not, like, wildly on my own. And then I yeah. went to I went to a couple of Reddits just to, like, see what other people's ideas were. Yeah. You know, some people were, like, wildly on your end where, yeah. like, you know, they're fucking all for this movie and, mm-hmm. like, they this is one of their favorite Ben Wheatley movies of all time, right? Yeah. And then you have the other end where, like, they're just as, as like, they fucking hated every element of this yes. movie. Yeah. Which is basically me. I felt, like, for the length, it's not too long of a movie. Like, it, mm-hmm. it really... But it, like, overstayed its welcome for me. And I think that that's just because, like, none of the scenes ever, like, hit. Like, mm. for, for me, while I was watching, I was like, okay, this is, like, doing absolutely nothing for me. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems to be incredibly polarizing. Like, like, like just yeah. in general, people are all over the place with it i i'll say like i don't think it's perfect like, like i really yeah. don't like i don't think it's a perfect film but i just had such a good time with it like, like it just it, it had a, a good score i enjoyed sort of the setup and i don't think the characters are perfectly written but i also did just enjoy the the comical nature in which martin keeps getting hurt <laughs> and alma doesn't yeah <laughs> like i thought that like just the rate in which that kept happening was great 
um, Zach, great character. I like I liked Zach. Zach was like <laughs> the best character in the movie to me, um, just because he's just this this conniving hermit. It's like for the for like the start of the movie, I enjoyed him to a degree, mm-hmm. but like as the movie continued, I just I don't know some, something about it just soured me. And I didn't hate him as much as I hated Wendell. I absolutely like. I think the third act, like the, the final act of the movie, good. yeah. I think that that ruined the rest of the film for me because up until that that point, I was not totally invested, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that I was out of it. Okay. Right? I yeah. was like, okay, I don't know where the fuck we're gonna go from here. Yeah. But I'm intrigued to see what happens, right? Because like when when he was escaping and, and Alma mm-hmm. was escaping yeah I was still invested in the plot right mm-hmm. I was still like invested in like okay what what is next yeah um and as soon as he like meets up with Wendell that scene feels a little weird like she just basically finds him and then I immediately will... leaves him to find Alma yeah and it, it feels a little weird and then like you know she's trying to keep it secretive as well and yeah because like, she's yeah, also she's worshiping also the weird. rock yeah. which i thought was funny i i liked i thought it was cool with kind of the ringworm fungus thing where it was like if you had it it could have been this thing that was communicating that that so that's, drew people that's in. The thing i thought is that was cool it has some interesting elements that i think really could make like a fucking cool sci-fi movie i just didn't like any of the ways that they were presented like i think that like Parneg Feg, uh-huh. I think that that was like a wildly interesting idea and in the concept of like all of the tree line following yeah. one symbiote. Like I like the, I think the that's mist, cool. the mist that was encroaching in on them that was acting as this like basically barrier that was keeping them in the woods. Yeah, I think that that was cool as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's just that yeah, this movie has a very fuck it attitude. Yeah, <laughs> and I enjoyed that side of it. I enjoyed that it was literally just abandoning narrative convention and conventions in general to just say like yeah it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be big and loud and it's gonna have crazy flashing lights and all sorts of bonkers visuals the big where it gets real trippy at the end very wild imagery very fun yeah i just i had a good time i i (laughs) I understand where you're coming from because like it's yeah it's it's one that well this if you're not into what it's going for that's all it has going. <laughs> like, and, it's got its style, and that's kind of what it is. This is why I texted you after I watched it mm-hmm. because I thought you liked it. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. Like I had just finished the movie, and I was like, I fucking hate it. This motherfucker's going to like this movie. Mm-hmm. Like just based upon just you know what I've seen in the past and like our, our opinions on movies. Like mm-hmm. I just knew right at the gate you were going to like it. I yeah. should have done that with Drive My Car. I should have just fucking known. But I just thought, I just thought that there was like an element that you would have enjoyed. But this one, I fucking knew. There was no way in hell I thought that you hated this well, movie. Well, hey, I enjoy my slow burn dramas. Drive my car just isn't that great. I, we're <laughs> not gonna. Okay, we need to stop. For, I, no, stop that, that movie is gonna go yeah, on and take forever <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> but, but no, I, I can enjoy a slow burn drama. <laughs> like, like I, I, like I am not like opposed to that. But yeah. You are fair in assuming, though, that if, if something's just fucking weird, I'm probably gonna be somewhat, yeah. uh, at least nicer to. I it. know if it, <laughs> I know if it's in a certain genre, you're going to give it a a lighter. I might be nicer. You, to you're it. gonna be definitely nicer to it. Yeah, I, um, I know that where where I can get meaner is is 
comedies get harder. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can get meaner with comedies. We haven't really talked about a ton of comedies, especially bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like the comedies we talked about are... What we do, like Seven Psychopaths? Or... Seven Psychopaths, being John Which Malkovich. Is so good. You know, like, like, like classics, you know, or like yeah. ones that are... Yeah. Seven Psychopaths got its own audience, but it's it's great, but... Yeah, no, I if, if you know it's going to be kind of that weird, out there, trippy horror, I'm typically on board with it to a certain degree. I mean, if it's not well done, I'll tell you. I, I At least for me, I thought that this one was just... It was doing its thing, and I was, yeah, I was yeah, enjoying see, it. I need to watch another Ben Whaley, because it just might be him. I just might not like it. Check out... I, I want to say check out Kill List. I'm not crazy about High Rise. Um, I heard that this movie has some similarities to A Field in England, which is like high up on my watch list but a few yeah I, i've seen a lot of people recommend that, that one in the reddit one of the more trippier ones of his apparently but kill list kill list works as like just like a really solid like it starts off as a domestic drama that's really uncomfortable before turning into a hitman thriller and then a cult horror film um so it it progresses in okay. an interesting way but yeah check out kill list I, i'm a fan of kill list for sure and i was a fan of this one too but Killist, I think, at least has a little bit more of a of a narrative structure, a little more than this one. I think this was just cinematically adventurous and was just swinging for the fences, and I had a good yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, they at least went for something. I yeah. give it that, yeah. So, I'm ready to go into ratings on this. I okay. Think, I think we're, we're in ratings. This is kind of... I know how you kind of did a half score on Antichrist. Yeah. And... To not do half scores, I'll bump it up, but it's sort of in that, like, it's a light 8 out of 10. Like, yeah. like if I could give it, like, a 7.5, like, it's kind of in that area where That's it kind the of ball sits part. in between there, but, like, I'll give it an 8. I had a, a great time. I will watch it again. <laughs> like, I, I had I had a blast. But, yeah, that's I'll give it a, a okay. soft 8 out of 10. I had a great time. I'm probably going to give this movie a 4. I don't okay. know, like... I, I could think of like giving it a little more, but I I don't want to do that because score, Hunter. Be, here's here's the thing. Your score is higher than I expected. No, I, I don't think it's the worst movie in the world, and I'm not like ex, <laughs> as far to like the 24 percent that I'm seeing on Rotten Tomato. Right? Like it's not. I was ready for you no, to say three. I wasn't gonna give it the god awful because there's like some elements in the movie I I like, and like I think that some of the cinematography mm-hmm. is pretty good. Like I think yeah. some of the editing is pretty good. It's just for what it is. Yeah. I really don't want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. And like at least Hunter Hunter to me, mm-hmm. as much as I I thought that that was just as mediocre as they come, it gave me an ending that satisfied me. And this movie didn't satisfy me really like once. Like I was like, it, it doesn't have to have a completion. It doesn't have to not be as vague. Yeah. It's just like none of the ending did anything for me to add to like the artistic nature of it like mm-hmm. the the quick cut editing at the end yeah. and then like the the finish of like alma basically like giving a hand to martin or whatever it did, mm-hmm. did nothing for me like i just i was like okay yeah interesting i yeah i was satisfied by all the the montages the score <laughs> zach as a goofy hermit dr wendell was less interesting and that that sort of component felt it reminded me in a very weird way this is going to be a very off reference but the lobster and that i really love the first half of the lobster and i don't hate the second half of the lobster but it's a lot less interesting than the first half of that movie i wholeheartedly agree and 
this kind of had a similar thing where it's like Zack and, and dealing with the, the zany hermit was a lot more interesting than the more seemingly composed scientist. And that's what I'm saying. So, like, I didn't hate Zack, but, like, I I like Zack way more than I like the Wendell aspect. Yeah. Like, I would have rather like, they, try, like, start having Stockholm Syndrome with this fucking psycho <laughs> cult leader extremist. Like, cult leader, yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Zack was great. <laughs> I had so much fun with him. But, yeah, like, Dr. Wendell... I, I just she was whatever she, she certainly was less interesting than he was but yeah yeah eight, eight out of ten like I, I really had fun with it it just big bold crazy swings and made for a pretty fun time <laughs> for me yeah I mean but yeah yeah no I get it. I was totally ready for you to drop a three I was thinking that three was what I was prepared I can't, to what did I give uh, the book of Henry what did we give I that think, I think you gave it a four but I think you were kind of on the fence of that one. I think I'm pre- here's the thing. I think I'm pretty nice about a bad movie, and I think I'm also like pretty good about a good movie. Like I, I'm willing to like <laughs> yeah bump things up or or not give them too low. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think I think that kind of ties off these movies. Are we are we ready to get into? Yeah, I think that episode? this is like the perfect episode for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, actually, yeah. Our, our kind of back and forth is is a good build up for for where we're going with this. So. Next episode is episode 20. We like to kind of shake things up or do something just a little different every 10 episodes. Um, It's going to be a two-parter, but we are doing some hot takes episodes. So what we decided to do was talk about, for episode 20, movies that people like that we don't. And for episode 21, the part two, we'll be doing movies that people don't like that we do. Um, figured it'd be nicer to start on the negative and go into the, go positive. To the positive. Yeah. However, if things pan out exactly the way people feel, we might be debating each other yeah. with both. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's like a 50-50 shot that we might like um, one movie and dislike the other. Yeah, or agree with, agree with one another, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's kind of variable. Um, just to kind of highlight some kind of ground rules that we set for ourselves. We're basing this off Rotten Tomatoes to kind of get the consensus. I think primarily we kind of focused on critic scores and then critic scores were kind of where we leaned more to, yeah. to, to kind of utilize that consensus. But basically if it's a movie that people like, it has to be a fresh tomato. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be fresh. If it's a movie that people don't like, it has to be rotten. Um, and then for us to, it's like kind of some ground rules. We had to make sure that we actively dislike it. We would consider it a negative scoring film for us, of course, or a positive scoring film. Um, but I'm excited to 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 talk to talk about these movies and to get into it. I don't know what you picked. You don't know what I picked. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm I'm ready to to hear what what you want to do for the movie that people like that you don't. Yeah, you I drop mean, it on me. yeah, I chose Hacksaw Ridge. Okay, okay, interesting. Yeah, I uh, I haven't seen it since it came out, but my friend or our shared or mutual friend mm-hmm. Casey, the biggest fan. Okay. Of that movie, and I wholeheartedly agree disagreed when I watched it. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I'll I'll save where I stand on that movie. Okay. Um. I really just I'm itching to fight, so <laughs> I, uh, I I want to know which movie you like more, Black Panther or Logan? Which one's better? Logan's probably better. Okay, we're doing Logan. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah, Logan is my pick for the ones that, <laughs> well, that's wild. That, okay. uh, that people like that I don't. So, 
Yeah, yeah, no, Hacksaw Ridge and Logan. So, yeah, with that, if, if you all don't want to be spoiled for them, I think we're going to have some... Uh, some, some interesting takes. movie yeah yep and uh the next part will be the other way around so yeah it'll be exciting but yeah i'm ready to get into it we will see you all in the next episode bye bye